When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is just not okay that a person can be at PNC Park and watch the home team and see with their eyes that the home team is performing extremely well on that particular day and not allow themselves to believe it, much less express it afterward. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Pirates 6, Cubs 2, the matinee finale of that two-game set yesterday before Oh, a few dozen people, I guess. The official attendance was 9,000-something. It it couldn't have been more than five in terms of turnstiles. And that's just the second game. There's nothing that most teams can do about that. And in Pittsburgh, it's going to be a greater struggle than in the majority of places. So no one was there. In essence, you can say no one was there. And for those who were there, and there's a lot of them that I hear from them on a regular basis who consider themselves really smart because while everyone else pushes through all the traffic and all the humanity to get to the opener, the ones who are tapping the sides of their temples are the ones who come the day after, park wherever they want, no lines for anything. And they're all, I'm sure, wondering, where was this yesterday? You know, where was this when everyone could have seen it and appreciated it and maybe even blown it up into a bigger deal than what it would have been, which is just another game out of 162. But if you were among the hardy few at the ballpark, or if you were watching on TV or your computer monitor or your phone, and you saw this team excel defensively, and that is not too strong of a term in this instance, excel, you'd still leave the ballpark going, yeah, do I I say anything about this to anybody? You know, is it okay? They're just going to laugh at me. But the Pirates looked really, really good yesterday. 
I they they hit a little bit too, you know. Ben Gamble with the three run bomb, uh, Kevin Newman uh, lofted, I guess would be the best verb, a two run triple off the top of the Clemente wall. Ball just kept carrying and carrying. Brian Hayes with four hits. The pitching was pretty good. Zach Thompson started the game and showed something before he ended up taking a line drive off the shoulder blade and was lifted. Looks like he'll be fine, by the way. At least that's what he told me. Dylan Peters came in, did the job in the middle, and then Will Crow comes in and gets an Elroy face save. Three innings. Even though it was a four-run lead, you still get the save for that because it's three-plus innings. And yet the main theme throughout was the defense. Brian Reynolds flying back to deep center to take away extra bases. Ben Gamble face-planting in right field. Looked like he ate grass. Kevin Newman with a diving stop up the middle. Yoshi Tsutsugo made a nice play at first base. And Hayes, and it almost feels silly to talk about Hayes doing something good at third. Um, he's just He's just automatic. And his 5-4-3 double play, which was just as smooth as every other 5-4-3 double play that he starts, ended up being what Derek Shelton would later call the turning point of the game. So, so good from front to finish, all three hours. And yet, dot, dot, dot. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. So I had some fun afterward. I went around the clubhouse, which we reporters can now do again, talk to some players one-on-one, really just to gauge where they are in terms of uh, confidence, emotion, indignation. You know, all of this stuff that gets spoken and written about the Pirates on the outside, and I'm very much including myself as being on the outside, isn't at all reflective of the inside. This is not a clubhouse that sits around fussing about payroll and bob nutting and everything else that seemingly half of Pittsburgh does obsessively. They're showing up to the ballpark to try to win the game that day. Part of that, like all team sports, is individual. It's self-preservation. You like being employed. You like getting contracts. You like getting really big contracts like the one Hayes just did. And part of that is collective. So when Gamble tells me after the game, I bleeping love this team. We've got guys that are showing up here every day focused on winning, focused on doing everything that they can themselves and then for their teammates to get a win that day. You can roll your eyes. You can. Everybody says that. Come on, man. You're falling for that. We've been hearing this for a while. But understand, in this moment, when I'm in there speaking to this man who just ate grass, 
to try to win a baseball game. In addition to the three-run bomb, he's not lying to me. He's not PR, you know? He's not in media relations or marketing. He's just the corner outfielder who hits three-run homers and eats grass. And given the state of his uniform, as I was speaking with him, it's highly plausible that he's telling the truth and that he believes what he's speaking. Sure, you're going to look around and see some guys that are fringy and journeymen. There's more of them than you'd want in there. But that's never who they're talking about when they say stuff like that. He wasn't alone, either. There were several other players with whom I spoke. One who's been a regular for me on this particular subject is Mitch Keller. And he expressed much the same. He sees individuals, including himself, notably including himself, who need to get better, who need to upgrade their performances and who they are and what defines them. And if Mitch, for example, can get that done with that shiny new 100-mile-an-hour fastball, he raises the bar a little bit for everybody. Not that they can start throwing 100, but the collective can begin to collectively believe in itself a little bit more. And you see what I've done there? I've shared with you some thoughts about yesterday's game and my interactions with a handful of these guys afterward. And there I go. I probably think the same thing you are right now, which is shut up. You know, just shut up. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. Time for J1Q. Today's comes from Shua, who asks, the Wednesday J1Q got me interested to look up the Pirates' stats last season. Surprisingly, they had the 11th most plate appearances with runners in scoring position in all of Major League Baseball, but the sixth worst amount of runs scored in those situations, thanks to the worst batting average by far, 220 which was the worst by 12 points. Yes, the Pirates were, in fact, horrific with runners in scoring position in 2021. For anyone who missed yesterday's episode, the very quick summation of the J1Q was that I was going after, for what felt like the millionth time, the whole concept of the value of the RISP stat, runners in scoring position. That and the concept of clutch get blown grossly out of proportion, and that's because that's how a lot of us, myself included when I was younger, saw baseball and discussed baseball. And then one day along came the math guys, and they started digging into the numbers to the chagrin of some, but, you know, to the dispute of few once you actually look at the data. And the runners in scoring position thing really doesn't mean anything. 
Sure, it can hold up over the course of a a long year like last year, but the Pirates also happened to be a very bad hitting team. Overall, they had the least power of anyone in the majors. Not just home run power, but doubles power. Uh, The kind of power that clears the bases, that gets you big innings. How many big innings do you remember from this team that failed to record a single sweep over an entire six-month span? Do you remember any? I'm sure there were a couple. So how could this team rank so highly in terms of plate appearances with runners in scoring position while also being so bad at getting them home? The answer is very much a game like the one that we just discussed, which was the home opener. They went 0 for 10. Why? Because someone would get on second base and then a whole bunch of people would fail. Okay? So, yeah, if one person fails, then another, and then another, instead of, you know, somebody competent coming to the plate and knocking them home. And then, what do you know, the next three batters don't have a runner in scoring position while they're up. You see what I'm saying? Offense in baseball is rooted in the name of the sport. It's about getting feet on bases. The more of those that you have, the greater your chance that they'll make it the whole way around. If it's a base at a time, as it almost always has to be with the Pirates, then it's going to involve a lot more people. If it's the Toronto Blue Jays right now with Vlad Jr. hitting a homer every other time he's up, including three more yesterday, then it's a lot easier. But the Blue Jays will then in turn have a lot fewer at-bats with runners in scoring position because Vlad's cleaning them off every half hour. This team needs to put people on the bases, whether that's by poking a single here or there, whether it's doing what Hayes did yesterday and driving the ball and getting it over infielders' heads. And they need to work pitchers. They need to go deep into counts. They need to put more people on through walks, lots of walks. The Pirates have to be good at walks. If you can't hit, you've at least got to be judicious up there. What won't happen for this team very often is what did yesterday with a three-run homer and a two-run triple. Wonderful to watch. Wait, am I talking about that again? I'm not allowed to talk about that. It was good. It was a positive thing. Enough. I have to end this episode. Let's do another one tomorrow. Tomorrow.